Welcome to Rejuvenated Women, Impeccable Health for High-Performing Women. Each week, we feature interviews, information, and inspiration that will motivate you to transform from overwhelmed, overworked, and overweight to vibrant, energetic, and on fire. My name is Dr. Alex Ridley, selfless syndrome expert, women's health coach, and alternative medicine practitioner. I specialize in health for busy and driven women. Listen weekly as I share the tools, perspective, and knowledge you need to lose weight, boost your energy, and fall in love with yourself so that you can serve the world with an even bigger impact. Hello, and welcome back to Rejuvenated Women, Impeccable Health for High-Performing Women. I am your host, Dr. Alex Swenson-Ridley, and today I am very excited to introduce our guest, Monica, who is a professional on-camera host, actress, and author, originally from Holt, Michigan, and she's now in Denver, and she has created the online travel show, Monica Goes, in 2014 to inspire others to break out of their comfort zones and go on adventures. As someone who's afraid of everything, she'll put herself through almost anything to show that if an average everyday person like her can do these things, anyone can. She's produced and hosted over 100 episodes and been featured on Matador Network, USA Today's 10 Best, Insider, Travel, IREI, and more. She also has a book called The Power of Pivoting, How to Embrace Change and Create a Life You Love, which is now available on Amazon. And she's currently working on a new show called The Denver Diner Duo with her boyfriend, Steve, as they explore their new home. So Monica, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. That was so much. I, I wasn't sure if you wanted to shorten it, but thank you. I, it was so awesome. I, like, I normally don't say that much, but I'm like, we just need to share all your stuff because it's, it's cool. And I'm excited <laughs> that you're here. So. <laughs> yeah. So welcome. And, you know, I'm excited to just kind of dive in at first. I, we, I was mentioning, I just love the title of your book. And so I think a lot of our conversation will probably center around that, but, you know, I'd love to just have you share some of your story and how you came to, to where you are today. Um, yeah, what- absolutely. I, well, I bounced around a lot in the entertainment industry. So there's a lot of pivoting in career for sure. I went from being a country singer to an actress, to an on-camera host. I started my travel show six years ago, and my goal really was to inspire people to kind of push out of their comfort zones. And like you said, I quickly realized I'm afraid of a lot. And so it was kind of pushing that boundary. And then the pandemic hit and there was no more travel. And I never really planned on writing a book. I knew I kind of wanted to share my journey at some point because I think a lot of the story of my divorce and different things in the book um, can help some people. But as I was writing it, I realized the whole premise is still getting people to embrace change and to create a life they love. And, you know, second chances don't have to be so scary and pushing out of your comfort zone doesn't have to be so scary. So yeah, there's chapters on career pivots and relationship pivots and global crisis and all of this stuff. And when I sat down to write it, I just couldn't stop. And then it seems like that was the word of the past, you know, year, two years And uh, yeah, so it all came about very quickly. It was completely unexpected, but I thought if I can inspire people for more than just travel, but really to create that life that they really want, then that's the goal. So that's a little bit of a nutshell, (laughs) very quick. (laughs) No, I love it. And, you know, I think it's so key because obviously I'm, I'm focused in the health world, but when we're talking about getting healthy and, you know, a lot of my own story was actually like part of my story journey to get healthy again was I went through a divorce as well. And, you know, and then set fire to my seven figure business and kind of not 
figuratively like burned it to the ground. <laughs> so, you know, there's, there's things I share on the show, but I think for so many women that are on some sort of journey, like there's this kind of past, we almost have to not necessarily break up with in some ways, but like it, it we have to let our, our past inform our future, but there's that pivot into the unknown and into the next thing. And, you know, I know you obviously have a lot of experience with doing that, whether it's through travel or through, you know, just life in general. Um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, so much of our fear and all of this stuff that we get ingrained as a kid. And then as we grow, we end up with, you know, more and more baggage to sift through. And the key is really to like, look at what's serving you and double down on it and look at what's not and let it go. And that's so much of like any sort of change in life, whether it's career relationships, whatever it is, but yeah, just figuring out what works and what doesn't work. And so much of that goes into your mental health. And, you know, I know you said you're in the health world, but all of that combined, if you're in a bad relationship, your body feels it. You know what I mean? If you're in a bad career, it comes out in other ways. So it really is all connected in my mind. Absolutely. Yeah. And so much of, you know, so much of our physical symptoms are the result of emotional stuff or, you know, things going on in our brain and in our mind. And it's like, we have to be willing to kind of face those fears. My child is being very loud, face those fears and, and move into what's next. So for those kind of on the cusp of this, and I've, I, I'll just share a little bit about what I've been doing this weekend. Cause it's, it's been good, you know? So what many of us can like, we focus on all the things we have to do, right? Like I have to do this and I have to do this and then I'll be this and then I'll have this. And we have this like totally backwards thing of, you know, we're focused on all the stuff we have to do, but we don't really stop to look at, you know, who do we need to be? Like who, who is this person that we're living into? Um, and so I don't know if you want to kind of take However, however you want to share this, but like, where, where do we start? You know, how do, how do you start yeah. that pivot? What's the first step? Yeah. I think for me, I, I was so ingrained in checking off the boxes, right? You go to high school, then you go to college, then you meet somebody, then you have kids, you know, all of these things. Right. And for me, my, my divorce was such a blessing because when the rug got pulled out from underneath me, I just remember thinking, okay, so all the stigma is gone. It doesn't matter what anybody thinks anymore because everything just blew up. So what do I actually want my life to look like? And then sort of stepping back and going, okay, these are the things I like. These are the things I don't like about myself. And then one by one, you kind of create a system into changing to being the person you want to be. So a lot of it for me, it's, this sounds like super woo-woo. And I, I was very anti-woo-woo for a very long time. It took 10 years in LA before I finally got on board with some of it. Um, but it's like picturing that dream life and picturing who you want to be, but then actually creating actionable steps and working it back to things you can do today. Because the truth is, if we get into those routines today, you are going to become that person because you've already just set yourself up for that. So it's no longer like I'm wishing for this and now it's just going to happen, but it's like creating systems, creating a plan and setting yourself up. And then as you were talking about trying to enjoy yourself along the journey and not just think of all the things to do. So, you know, it's taking that time, giving yourself those breaks to really enjoy the process and try to have fun with it. Cause I know change is scary. And I think that's, that's the biggest thing I want this book to help people with is realize that change doesn't have to be so scary. It can be a really big opportunity as well. Yeah. It's, you know, the journey of not to 
and I, I love that you use the word woo because I, I use that all the time on the show, but there's actually, you know, there's science that's starting to show like the power in our thoughts and in the direction that we're moving and living. And it's, I think it's really powerful just in the context of, of change because when you, you know, when you're focused, it, it tends to be like we focus on all the things that are wrong, right? Like, you know, I, I hate my body or I, you know, I don't have any energy or I can't do this or I can't like we all, and what we focus on is what we attract into our life. So when you're able to focus on that future that you want to live into, it, you know, automatically starts to transform and pull you in that direction, which I think is, is really cool. Yeah. I, I think the big difference for me, cause like, you know, I, I joke about, we all watched the secret and had one friend that was like, I put up this house and then I get this house and you're like, mm, yeah, I don't think so. Um, so it took me a long time, but the secret was really, like I said, creating a plan of action. So, okay, I want this dream house. How do I get there? And then you figure out how to make money, how to do the job, whatever it is, but like giving yourself things to do on a small scale so that you can reach those goals. And I think where people mess up is they just try the woo woo stuff of thinking, I'll just imagine it. And then they don't go forward. Or like you said, they yeah. think negatively still. And so they're bringing in all of that stuff at the same time. So it's really combining the two of like, yes, picturing that dream life, but then putting it into action. Absolutely. And I think the key that so many of us in this is like the two things have to be aligned. Mm-hmm. You know, the actions have to align with the dream. And that's, that's where I think a lot of people miss that. And I, I actually know or have heard speak like a lot of the people who are involved with the secret. Dr. Joe Dispenza is one and, and you know there's very, various people. And so I didn't think we were going to get on this topic today, but that's really cool. <laughs> but you know, it goes beyond just like, yes, there's power and positive thinking, but you're absolutely right. Like you have to take the actions that then move you in that direction. So looking at action, like how, I guess this is my question for you, because I struggle with this sometimes, so I'm sure I'm not the only one. It's like, I'm really great at the big picture, but it's making the smaller steps and working backwards can be really challenging. So do you have any input or advice for people? Yeah, I'm I'm the same way. I can think big, but then I don't actually see how I'm going to reach this place, right? So for me, I do a combination of things and this is going to sound so, but, um, I really do believe in meditation. First of all, it just helps quiet my mind. So I'll do like 10 minutes in the morning, but if I'm working at like what I want my future to look like, I'll do a visualization meditation, which means I'll sit down and I literally start with, I wake up. Okay. Am I in a big bed? Is there a partner? What do I smell? What do I see? And I kind of go through my perfect day and what that looks like. And then open my eyes, journal it out, all the things I see. I do a vision board so I can actually visually see those things. But then I work each thing backwards. So like in my dream life, I'm a marathoner, but I have asthma and can't run a mile. So, okay, well, if my ideal day, I get up and run eight miles, maybe I'll start running a half mile three times a week. And then once that becomes your routine, you build up so that again, that five-year goal is your reality. And same thing with like, okay, if my dream is to speak at events, Tony Robbins style, okay, well, how do I get to that? How do I build a platform? Maybe it's starting a blog. The blog turns into a book. The book turns into speaking gigs. You know what I mean? So like Mm -hmm. working it backwards is what works for me. And then I actually start scheduling those things in. Even if I see like the craziest thing, like let's say I'm doing stand-up comedy and I've never done stand-up comedy. Okay. I'm going to take a class sign up for the class. 
okay, six months from now, I'm signing up for that open mic. And then you actually put those things on your calendar and then you kind of let it go because you're already in the routine of it. I think if you focus too much on the big picture, it can mm -hmm. be a lot of, I'm not reaching this. I'm not getting there. I'm failing at this, you know, weight loss. It's like, oh, I got to lose 30 pounds. Oh, I'm failing at this. I gained a pound. Like we get so focused on where we want to be instead of just, okay, what can I do today? And that's it. I love that. And it's really breaking it down to a lot smaller. Cause I know like for myself and for other women, we can either get really frustrated and just stop. Cause like you said, we feel like we're failing, you know, if it doesn't happen overnight, <laughs> like yeah. 30 pounds don't come off or, you know, we're not speaking on this enormous stage or, or whatever it is. Um, and I know for myself, like if I stay too, it, it's good to be focused on where you're going, but sometimes like my dreams can be so big, they terrify me. And I, I'm sure you've experienced this too. And so it's, you know, like start moving in that direction. But if I dwell too much on it, I get totally freaked out. And I'm like, I'm not taking any action towards that. <laughs> yeah, well, also to be open to the things that change. Like I said, I never planned on writing a book. You know, we couldn't have seen a pandemic coming. So it's like being open to the different things that may come about and being okay with that picture changing as long as you're getting closer to the person you want to be. Because that's, that's more what it is for me. It's this person I want to be more than what my career looks like. And, you know, the more I can do, whether it's physically, mentally, whatever that is to get me there, the better off I'm going to be in the long run, even if today I feel like I'm failing, you know, because it's, yeah. it's so much easier said than done. Right. And, you know, a big thing I talk about is mental health and like depression and anxiety. And I think especially as women, we tend to beat ourselves up for what we should be doing, you know, should yes. and shouldn't the worst words in the dictionary, I always say, because we just get trapped in that. I should be this person. I should be here by now. And it's like, that just becomes our cycle in our head unless we can break free and go, you know what, whether I should or shouldn't be doesn't matter because it didn't happen. Who am I today? Who do I want to be tomorrow? The only things I can control. Exactly. Which again, it's easier said than done. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think because so much of that, you know, and I think it's a lot stronger for women, but it's so societal driven too. You know, there's so much of like, and you lived in LA for 10 years. So I'm sure, you know, there's the whole, like, you should look a certain way and you should like, be part of this gym or should be following this diet. Like there's just so much of that and letting that go and really tuning into like, what, what, who are you really? And you know, what do you need? <laughs> and not worrying about all the other stuff. Easier said than done, as you said. Yeah, that's why I say like, honestly, my divorce was like the best thing because it took all the shoulds away. And I felt like I was just kind of left with this blank slate to go, okay, well, none of the things I actually thought I wanted are there anymore. So now what? <laughs> and then you start <laughs> actually building the, the, you know, future that you want and those types of things. And people's opinions matter a lot less once you realize everyone's in their own head thinking about their own stuff. Yeah. And then, then it becomes less about what everyone else thinks and more about what you actually want. Absolutely. I love that. Was there any, do you have any tips or tricks? Cause I know so many of us worry about what other people think. And for me, it was like a big reason why I stayed married as long as I did in my first marriage. Um, how, what have you found to be helpful in, you know, moving past worrying about what everyone else thinks? Cause I know that's a common thing that so many of us deal with. Yeah. Um, Gosh, that's still hard. I mean, I'll be honest. I still, I still think about that. I think age is just a big thing. The older I get, the less, I <laughs> yeah. you know, I own who I am. It was also this like weird confidence. I used to get this with acting. I'm, I'm not like the most confident person, but whenever I'd go into an audition, I would mentally build myself up to think, okay, they're lucky to see what I'm about to do. And I'm lucky to be there. And if it works out great. And if it doesn't, okay. But 
I think something about getting rejected all the time in that field, you just get used to it. So it becomes more, I'm really good at what I do. I know that. And if they see it, they see it. And if they don't, I'm not going to take it personally. And I think, again, that's easier in like that world because I lived in that world for so long, right. but trying to apply that in real life is a bit harder, but it is that sort of building yourself up, whether it's looking in the mirror, whether it's writing it out on post-it notes, you know, I, I joke about the superwoman stance, you know, before I go into an interview or an audition, like just mentally convincing yourself that you're more confident than you are. Um, I used to have horrible stage fright and I was a singer and my mom was like, you have a great voice and you stand there and look terrified. <laughs> and so she told me, she was like, you like acting though. So why don't you act like a rock star? And I would literally like do the faux hawk, wear the leather pants, like play the part of being confident until it became less scary. And I actually was more confident on stage. So, you know, lie to yourself, convince yourself that you're more confident than you are write it out if you have to. Like one thing I've done is write a letter to myself being like, you're amazing. You've done this, this, and this, like go through all of your past wins, write them down so that if you're having a day where you just don't feel like you're worth anything, read the letter back, you know, treat yourself as your own best friend. You know, what would your best friend say? If you're like, I'm a failure and I've never done anything good. They'd be like, mm, BS, you've done this, this, and this. So write that down as a letter to yourself so that on the days you're struggling, you have proof that you have been successful. Awesome. I really love that. That's a great tip. And I think, you know, there's so many different examples just listening to you share of like the challenges of, you know, being on stage. I'm a, a violinist. I've been playing for, I don't know, I started when I was like five. So I did like all state orchestra auditions and all this stuff. And I was terrified. And like, if you're nervous playing the violin, I mean, you screw up, you play the wrong note, like it, something. Happens and I, I was studying in Vienna, Austria, which is like insanely in, hardcore and just you know but I'd, I'd put myself in enough stressful situations with that that like eventually you start to believe it same thing with becoming a doctor you know they always told us like fit when you get out of school you gotta you have to be the authority fake it till you make it and you know if there's something new that we're trying to take on I think that advice applies anywhere and it's not like you know fake it if you don't actually know like you know in my situation it's like I can't pretend like I know exactly you know what something is it's okay to say like I don't know let me find that out but um I think there's a level of faking the confidence without mm -hmm. lying about your abilities because yes I'm not a big fan of that thing in general especially because in LA that was a whole thing of like fake it till you make it and I was like I'm gonna own the fact that I'm a mess I'm gonna own the fact that I I'm love it. beer drinking loud girl and the right people will find me. So I'm a big believer in being authentic and staying true to yourself. But yes, convincing yourself that you're confident if you're not, you know, because yeah. you can't you can't also convince yourself that you're horrible and worthless. So it's like you might as well put your brain power to convincing yourself you're awesome. Exactly. Because we're all awesome, right? Right. <laughs> we That's are. I say treat yourself as your best friend because sometimes we have a hard time seeing it in ourselves, but you would never talk to your best friend the way we talk to ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. So I love this. I'm just trying to think of, of where, where are we going to go next? Because <laughs> so many things that we can discuss, but I want to add on, um, actually yeah. one other thing. So one thing that I struggled with post-divorce was knowing who I was, right? Because everything yeah. changes and suddenly you don't know who you are. And yeah. my therapist gave me really good advice. She said, write out the qualities that you liked about yourself before, and then write out the qualities that you want to have 
So when like the things that you want to do. So I used to sing in bands. I just stopped singing in bands. You sign up, you know, I used to do, I don't know, theater and I don't do that anymore. So you sign up. So like creating those qualities in yourself, whether you had them in the past or you just imagine yourself having those things. Mm-hmm. And then again, putting it on a schedule, creating a plan where you actually do them, that can help build your confidence up as well, especially if you're feeling lost or finding yourself in the middle of some sort of pivot where you don't know who you are anymore. Yeah, absolutely. And that place, you know, I, I remember going through that as well. And I love your, your suggestions there because it can be really scary. And I know I came out of my marriage in particular, like not recognizing myself. And And I think it happens in different ways too. Like people have kids and then suddenly they're like, who am I? I'm this mom, but I used to be this person. So finding those qualities of who you were before that you can still implement in your life and also finding qualities of who you want to be and starting to bring those things in. I feel like those, the combination of the two will help you at least stay on track for who you want to be. And then the rest just sort of falls in, into place of what you want to do, you know, all those types of things. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So I think that's really great starting point. It sounds like for, you know, exploring this pivot, um, whether it's career or, you know, marriage or life yeah. or any big change. So that's really cool. Um, what, you know, once you kind of have a clear picture on habits to build and who you want to be, like how, I guess what, what's, is there a second step is what I'm trying to ask, you know, like what, what comes next? Yeah. I think what comes next is, is the doing it, putting one foot in front of the other, you know, once you have the things on the calendar, creating them, you know, for me, I'm, I'm such a nerd about my schedule. Like every night I like write up the next day, hour by hour, but it keeps me on track knowing that I'm going where I want to. And then I'm a big believer in checking in. I always say businesses do this every quarter, but we don't do it with ourselves. So whether it's like, my birthday or new year's or like these big milestone moments and some people aren't into that. And if, it, if that's too cheesy for you, just pick a day. But um, I think having those times to go back mm-hmm. and look at, okay, where am I on the chart? Am I still going the right way? Doing that gut check of, am I becoming the person I want to be and not making it of like a, I'm not here yet and I should be, or I'm failing at this, but just seeing your progress, seeing what's working, reevaluate. If it's not working, throw it out. If it is working, okay, keep going. You're on the right track and it'll happen eventually. You know, um, I, <laughs> I'm so nerdy about new years. I have like since 1996 or 95, I look at it every year. I have like a red pen and a blue pen and I'll like cross out the ones I didn't, they go on to the next year. And then I write in new ones. And I think the one thing that people screw up on is they use birthdays and new years and anniversaries or whatever it is as a way to look at what they haven't done as opposed to like looking back at the progress you've made. So I would say once you have the plan and the vision of who you wanna be and the things you wanna work toward, create a schedule, start working toward them and then be kind to yourself. Like, yeah, it's a long journey. I mean, hopefully we all have a long journey, but you know, in the day-to-day you have to enjoy what you're doing. If it's this rat race to get somewhere, you're never gonna be happy because you have to enjoy the day-to-day as well. So, and then just find those moments to check in with yourself and make sure you're still, you still like who you are. Yeah. That's a big one. We have to like ourselves. Yeah. I think if we like ourselves, we're on the right path. You know, I mean, it doesn't matter if you're checking boxes or how quickly you're getting there. If you like who you are, you are going the right way. Absolutely. I agree with that. There was a really powerful exercise. I just thought of when you were sharing that, um, that I learned at a business training actually, but they called it uh, completing your year. So 
you know, the, the work through was like you, there's about 20 questions, I think, but you would actually answer those for your business and for your personal life and just complete your year. And it's not about, you know, making yourself wrong or anything like just, you know, how did it go? And then you create the new year and, you know, like that's much more powerful way to, to go about it. Yeah. Again, I think people look at it as this way to like shame themselves for all the things that didn't get done. But if you go into it, knowing, look, a lot of them aren't going to get done. These are the goals. Hope they happen. I'm going to do my best. And if they don't, no worries. I got another year after that. But like, cause businesses don't do that unless they're completely failing and, you know, about to go under, but they don't look at each quarter and go, Oh, just scrap it all. We suck. You know, it's like, okay, this isn't working. How do we fix it? Yeah. You know, just implementing that into ourselves and kind of taking that backseat look at our life as opposed to taking it also personally, what did it didn't work can be a way to like move through some of those harder seasons. Yeah. Absolutely. I had a thought and I lost it. It'll come back, but (laughs) um, along the lines with that. Oh, it was a quote that I keep thinking of this quote while we're talking and I don't remember it exactly, but it's something like aim for the stars because you never know how high you'll, you know, we may not hit them, but you never know how high you'll soar. Yeah. Shooting for I think it's like aim for the moon. And if you fail, you may hit a star or something. Yeah. It's something I'll find it and put it in the show notes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, something about aiming for the moon or the stars. There we go. But you know, it's that idea. And I I think it's largely what we've been talking about. Like you have to one, your your vision has to be far enough, big enough that it's actually gonna pull you somewhere too, right? Like it it has to make you uncomfortable on some level. Um, yeah, that's the mistake I think I've made in the past is, you know, when I moved to Nashville, I had a friend say, what was your goal? And I said, oh, I just wanted to sing on stage once. And he was like, okay, but you did that. So now what? You got to think bigger. And I think, like you said, I was afraid to think bigger. I was afraid to look at all the possibilities because I thought, who am I? Like, I got to just pick one. I can't do it all. No, we can do it all. Life is long. You know, you just have to pick one to focus on now, but still be open to the bigger things and have that bigger picture. So I'm just now starting to get to that point where I can dream a little bit bigger. But uh, yeah, that took me a long time. I was like, no, I'll just, I'll just take my little tiny piece of the pie and I'll be good. Thanks. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of power. I was, someone was telling me or, you know, it used to be like, we, we had our career, right. And it was like, you know, 30 plus years and then you retire and all that. And I think the statistics are now like people are having at least two to three careers. Um, oh, I think the statistics times. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think there's this fear, especially among like a lot of the women that I work with and on their health, we end up, they do some kind of career pivot generally when we're working together. Cause there's something that's not working about that typically, mm-hmm. whether it's starting a business or changing career or whatever, but you know, there can be this fear. And I went through this cause my original had us as a chiropractor and I from injury was forced to create what's next. And that's kind of where this podcast came from. But you know, we have this fear of like, well, I went to school for that, or, you know, I still have the debt or this is what I'm, I was said I was going to do 10 years ago. Like, why can't I, you know, and we have to let go of like, we evolve and things change and it can be okay. Should be evolving and changing. I just had this conversation this morning, actually, that uh, I'm reading everything is figure outable by Marie Forleo, which I love her. Mm-hmm. And she talks about how, you know, she was working in the stock market and she has this job that other people dream of and she was miserable. And then she switched and then she's an editor of Vogue, which is another like dream career and she's miserable. And we tend to feel like failures every single time we know something isn't right for us. Yeah, It's like we're giving up, but instead we're just moving forward onto what we should be doing. I hate that word, 
but yeah. the, closer <laughs> the closer we're getting to like our authentic self and what our purpose yes. is, right? So yeah. everything we're changing, we're evolving, but we tend to think of changing as failing. And that's where like the mindset shift needs to go. Yeah, absolutely. Cause that feeling of failing, like can hold us back in a big way. You know, if I look back at the three years that I've been recreating my career, it's like, it's taken longer. Cause I was holding on to this, you know, idea of feeling like a failure on some level, but, um, well, and, and you have to realize too, that it does take a long time. And I think we, yeah. we tend to play the comparison game and look at other people. I've been doing my travel show for six years and it was just starting to get full time before the pandemic. And now I feel like I'm back to zero, but like, it, it takes a long time and it's easy to look at other people on YouTube that, you know, Oh, I got a million views the first week and they're viral. And you're like, okay, <laughs> but you have to trust the process that like, I know that whatever I've created, even if it doesn't end up being the travel show, even if it takes me somewhere else, everything I've put in is leading me toward where I'm supposed to go. Because again, I come back to the fact that I know I like who I am now and there's, there's a reason I'm going this way. So if it takes you three years, if it takes you 10 years, if you know that this is your purpose and in that you're putting out good value, which you are, I've been listening to the podcast, then you're on the right track, you know? And that's yeah. where we need to be kind with ourselves and be patient. Absolutely. And this is like a, we're going to shift topics here for just a second. Cause I'm, I'm just curious about this since you are a traveler, obviously, and how to a show and kind of a career around that for those who are, you know, I, th I think this last year, it's not totally off topic has been hard. Cause like, there's been a lot that's changed and we feel like we don't have any control or, you know, we can't do certain things. And I know in Alaska, like when the winter gets really dark, everyone's like, I just want to freaking go to Hawaii. <laughs> and Hawaii was closed until like a month ago. Um, you know, how have you, kind of what mindset work have you done to just be able to accept staying put for a while and those who are like major travelers what advice do you have to you know still have adventure in some way but like locally yeah well there, there's a lot to that so yeah. uh when the pandemic hit at first i was i was kind of glad for the break because i had been in burnout mode i was burnt out i was over the hamster wheel but i'd been on it so long i didn't know how to stop and right. so I gave myself permission to take a break, which was nice at first. And then I watched everybody in my field killing it, just moving forward, going viral, you know, their careers taking off. And it was really humbling to understand that mentally I needed that break. And so yeah. I had to just sit there and take it knowing that this was something I needed. And then in that break, I ended up meeting my boyfriend, moving to Denver, writing a book. Like there were so many other ways that my life went but the travel show is still there. It's still definitely a part of me. And it was very difficult not to have anything on the calendar. I think for me, um, because I'm such a go person, I, I like having that next trip that I know is coming up, planning that next trip, planning those next adventures. Um, so yeah, I started taking little road trips. I mean, even when everything was like hundred percent shut down, I got in my car, packed a lunch, drove to the mountains and drove back. And that was it. It was like, you know, a six hour drive to eat a sandwich in my car, but like, at least I felt like I was doing something. Um, and now it's like exploring local stuff, uh, going for hikes, just finding other ways to get that. Like I said, my boyfriend, and I started Denver diner duo, um, which, you know, we're not, we're not flying. We're not traveling. I haven't really seen a whole lot of my family since, you know, over a year now. Um, but this was a way for us to feel like we're making content and we're traveling. Cause I was like, I miss just going to a place, checking out their local food, meeting the local people, 
you know, that part of travel is hard for me. So I thought, well, why don't I just go to new restaurants and it feels like traveling or go to a hotel that's in town and just feel like I have a staycation. So there's still ways to do it. It's just, yeah, it's a little bit on a smaller scale. And now as things are opening up a bit more, it's like domestic. You can hop in the car and go camping and go road trip. And there's so much to see in this country. So, um, you know, it's a bit harder for you in Alaska. You can't yeah. really as much, but at least you live in a beautiful state. <laughs> you can explore. Yeah. It's, it's large. We can easily drive for 12 hours and yeah. in Alaska. <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah, no, that's great. And I, th- I think just kind of wrapping, like sometimes we're so focused on the big and the outside us and, you know, you can relate, this is like an analogy, you know, you can relate it to going to different countries and doing all this stuff, but sometimes we need that time to actually come back to ourselves and our, our little bubble and, and, you know, really get, it's, it's almost, I've been through times when I've had a pause too. Like I, I had to take two months off of work at one point when my wrist got really bad right after my divorce and I literally couldn't do any of my things and it was that but I recognized I just needed that like I was burnt out I was fried I was you know and so sometimes we need that to create that time our bodies tell us yeah our bodies will shut down and it's like okay you're taking a break now so (laughs) yep and and that's okay and yeah I just you know I love kind of your authenticity and just sharing what yeah, but it definitely like wasn't it. easy. And I think, yeah. again, the comparison game, and I'll find myself that in that now, like I'm not, I'm immunocompromised. I'm not comfortable traveling, mm-hmm. but I see a lot of people I know, friends and family and, you know, people in my industry that are back out there doing it. And it's really hard to like see that and not feel jealous or feel like I'm missing the boat or getting behind. And then I have to remember, look, that's their journey. Mine is different and mine may go a different route. It may take longer but that's okay. And then I have to come back to like, what am I grateful for today? What is my plan this week? You know, break it down into smaller stuff, knowing that eventually it's all going to come out in the end. So awesome. I love it. Any last parting thoughts for our listeners and where can they, where can they find you in your book? I'm going to go read yeah. your book. So the book of power pivoting is on Amazon and the show, everything, pretty much everything is on monicagoes.com. That includes the book, the podcast, my travel show, the blog, all the good stuff. Um, but my last piece of advice I think would be, first of all, know that it, it's okay to not be okay. Because I think sometimes we just try to shove it down and pretend we're okay. It's okay to not be okay. And be kind to yourself and just take things one day at a time, whether that's in career relationships, mental health, you know, pivoting, just life in general. I think those are the two biggest things I want people to understand is that change is okay. You'll be okay. Just take it one day at a time and be nice to yourself. Awesome. I love it. And that's honestly invaluable advice to- That we all need to hear many, many times. Yep. <laughs> Myself included. Oh, listen to this episode on repeat. <laughs> Keep <laughs> repeating it. <laughs> I love it. Well, Monica, thank you so much for joining us and sharing your wisdom. And I know I'm going to get out and go read your book now and all the things. So thank Thank you. you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you for tuning in to Rejuvenated Women, impeccable health for high performing women, where we provide you with the tools, information and inspiration you need to transform from overwhelmed, overworked and overweight to vibrant, energetic, and on fire. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to iTunes to subscribe and leave us a review. Each month, I'll select one lucky reviewer to receive a special impeccable health sample kit from me. Also, 
I don't want to be working with you on your health only once or twice a week. I want to be in this conversation and in the trenches with you every single day. I invite you to join me in my private Facebook group for high-performing women who are ready to transform their health and lives called the Tribe of Rejuvenated Women. There you'll have access to free trainings, a community of like-minded women from around the world, and even more information, inspiration, and motivation to transform your health and become vibrant, energetic, and on fire. Until next time, remember to keep putting yourself first so that you can better serve the ones you love and the things you are passionate about.